okay, so why can't I bring you an ultra tampon or several? Can I not have all the jumbos? <laughs> There's just something about the jumbos that I just don't, I just can't accept yet. I'd rather change a bunch of regulars than have to look at a fucking jumbotron well- tampon. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Lainey Louie, talk show host and entertainment reporter. I'm also the editor of LaineyGossip.com, and oh I am a BTS yeah, fan. Yeah, you are. I'm Sasha Tong. I am a producer at an entertainment show here in Canada. I'm also a fashion and beauty columnist on LaineyGossip.com. And, and I am not a big BTS fan. But this is What's Your Drama, where we gossip about you. Yeah, of course, it, everything's always still in the box with you. Okay, welcome to What's Your Drama? And we're now, the crinkling is Lainey opening up her Yes Style Hall, which is a Korean online store. Oh, oh my God. You are so over the top with shit. <laughs> so this is a hoodie with Saturn and in the middle and the galaxy of stars. Yeah. You don't like it? I know you do. I don't particularly love that, to be quite honest with you. Do you? Of course I do. Can I see the it's front like, of it? That was the front. Oh, and it ha- but did that's you the front? And yes. Ha- oh. I mean, you'll has- make- did you see see the fluffy collar? Oh, that's actually really cute. Oh, yes. Okay. So th- the fluffy collar is actually like a tool collar and um a tool sleeve that puffs out okay i like that i like the, yeah man yeah. okay good please and do you know how much this was let me guess 7.99 or 13.99 14 <laughs> <There> you go <laughs> no but you know what we've just revealed my my shopping secret yes style i posted about yes style like years ago on your blog okay well okay fine okay great Okay, are we, do you, what, should I, I'll open three more things. Yeah, open the good stuff. I don't know if anyone's going to want to listen to this, but. Oh, another, that is not good. <laughs> that what is not good. About? No, no, that one's not good. That's. It's just not for you, but it is very me. It's very Hello Kitty. It's very Hello Kitty. Yeah. Just so. give me one. I like half like the first one, didn't like the second one. Give me a third okay, one. Okay, here. Um, I, got some, I got some stuff for next winter. Okay. Look at this cute sweater. Why does everything have stars on it? Why is everything I a galaxy? Saying, isn't this cute? That's cute, but why does everything have stars and planetary? I was in the mood for stars. Okay. Okay. Oh, how about this tie-dye shirt? 
Sure. These are all great things. I liked one. Of, I liked one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so you and I have a friend and uh, she and I are, I feel like the only people in our friend group who are into Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Just call her her name. It's Amy. Okay. (laughs) She doesn't listen to this podcast anyway. (laughs) Why aren't you on board with this? Um, look, I don't want to be named a body shamer here. I have always dated we men. I am with a man who is, um, smaller than me. Um, <laughs> not in height, but in like, this is why I'm asking in, you like in this legs is- and arms, but I even have a limit. Like this man is very weak and I act, he's I, not short. No, nope, he's not short. Nope. He's just lean. He's very small in the, um, not vertically, but I don't know. Horizontally, he's not very wide. I need someone who has some muscle mass. That's just my preference. He is a very spindly man. Um, but attra- there's some there's swagger for sure, for sure. I just don't want to like. I don't want to. I don't think I want to have sex with him. Oh, please, you do. I... Yes, really. Yes, yeah. Amy just texted me. I did she like? She heard. <laughs> she did. did. Look, what did she say? Is it about Timothy Chalamet? No, I can't say that. <laughs> um, okay, but, he's amazing. But backtrack because he is with a new woman now. Yeah, so I was like already obsessed when he was with Lily Rose Depp. That yes, was just like, I like that. the French, the French, and the like prettiness and whatever. Mm-hmm. And now, like Isa Gonzalez is so beautiful, gorgeous, and he's so beautiful, yeah. and it's just really nice, you know, it, the the combination. I, and I feel like, yeah, I, I need to work on that among many things I need to work on. I need to work on my superficiality and my just like, you know, or is it, can do you, we, is it okay to like looking at two hot people together? Isn't, can't we just have that? I want, <laughs> I want to be able to say that we can have that. What I like though, I, I actually don't know much about her at all. Um, like I know that she's been in Fast and Furious and whatever other car movie. Baby Driver. Baby Driver. But she's 30 and he's 23, which, which, which made 24. Okay, fine. Which made me enjoy that. Cause he is, I like that he likes women. He's like one of those people who like just loves women of any age. It's just, it, it's nice. Cause he could, I mean, how, how old was Lily Rose? A uh, couple like younger, younger, younger than him. But I like, like that, 20, but yeah, I like 21. that he'll go older. There's something about young dudes who go, uh, can skew a bit older that I enjoy. Okay. But she's not that old. 30? No, but he's still 24. That's right. a big so you, leap in, in a 24-year-old man brain to be with a 30-year-old feels like you're with a 30-year-old. Like people freak out when they're in their 20s and think that they're going to be right. 30. Like they find that old. So, yeah, I it and I I also like the came out of nowhereness of it. Like if you were like where did even they though meet? we had known. Yeah. I have so many questions, right? Where did they meet? There's a fucking pandemic right now. How did they meet? Who set them up? Like, I I wish we could know these things. We never will. And yeah, like, it's none of our fucking business. But I'm, I, like, don't you want to know if he has, if he's smooth, like if he has any game or no game and if that's his game or what? I feel like it's the no game game. But 
also he's super charming. Like we've seen him on, on enough yes. red carpets and in interviews to know that like he's super charming. He's funny. He's endearing. Um, now imagine him concentrating all of that power and directing it towards you. The eye contact, the charm, the French the accent. Oh, yes. The, her. Right? Him? He yeah, have a French accent. He speaks French fluently. Okay, so that's that, like when accent. he speaks French, yeah. like, you know, dropping a French word in here and there. He does and have good lips. Does have great lips. Listen. He's great bone structure. He has great hair. I don't know what your problem is. Listen, he has great style. You're right. If that was coming at me and I had had one sip and I, I would be in. You're right. I, I actually would probably be down. <laughs> There we go. Um, uh, shall we with the drama for the week? Yes. I will tell you that the first question is long. So for okay. people listening, just like it's it's a it's like it's it's worth listening. We're we like a story. It's a story. So yeah. It is story time. All right. This is also directed to Duanna, who's not here right now. So mm-hmm. Who loves to get in on this, by the way. I would and like a Duanna. Does if if anybody wants a Duanna joint podcast, um, please send some questions that include all three of us and let's do yeah. one. Right. Because you know, Duanna knows. Loves to know. <laughs> okay. So, dear Lainey, Sasha, and Duanna, my husband became randomly extremely ill less than two years into our marriage, and when our firstborn was under a year old. Uh, I'm sorry about that. We went through massive trauma trying to keep him alive and he made it, thank God, and even tried to go back to work once we reached the point where we were sick of being sick and thought he was going to get better. This was at the time our second child showed up. Having another child was part of our moving on strategy and while not a terribly wise decision, we were optimistic about moving forward and our second son completes our family. We can't imagine life without the two boys. We've been terribly lucky in an unlucky situation because we are still together. The divorce rate for couples where one spouse is chronically ill is 75%. Mm. But this is for much older people. What? The divorce rates for couples where one spouse is chronically ill is 75%. Man, my parents are in the 25% range then. Yeah. Um, Okay. So when accounting for young children is asked, oh, wow, these are facts that I... I am not emotionally ready for Sash. Uh-huh. When accounting for young children, it is astronomically higher. Also, because of this, my husband has worked so hard to set us up in the most financially responsible way, knowing that he can no longer provide for us through work. He's on disability and lives with chronic pain, nausea, and fatigue every single second of every single day. Incredibly, he weaned himself off painkillers early on because he hated how they occluded his thoughtful mind. But because of that, we've had to minimize our lives so much over the last six years to keep his symptoms at bay. We don't see friends. We don't socialize. We don't see anyone other than our parents who thankfully live locally. We used to be very fun. We'd have incredible spontaneous adventures, traveled across the world, and would have elaborate many-hour dinners with perfectly paired wines, ending with totally silly dance parties and darts in the basement until the wee hours of the morning. I'm going to cry. I know. Me too. I already am. Uh, Yeah. I'm so sorry. After we reached a place of relative stability, I've ventured into a new career and absolutely love how I've worked so hard for our family and I've made a big a big impact over the past two years. I'm also thankfully high energy. I wake up very early to work out, which is my alone time, and then during COVID, work from home 50 to 60 hours a week. 
taking breaks from midday recess, tag, wrestling, soccer, and baseball in the backyard. Wow. I do have the ability and wherewithal to self-care, my saving grace, but no one to share it with. Oh God, this is long. Sorry. (laughs) This is what they wrote, not me. What I intended to write about yet set the stage with so many words was to ask you about friendship. I've had to drop my friends. I have one best friend I met when we were five and she's so successful. She's an absolute boss and she doesn't have kids, but is very forgiving of my waves of in and out participation in our friendship. I have another who's also super successful, has a young child, and I feel that I'm always going months without connecting with her, then groveling because I'm so sorry that I haven't been in touch. We were best friends in college and stayed close, but my end of the bargain, or sorry, but my end of the bargain of being a good, thoughtful friend has just disappeared. I don't have the energy to be thoughtful to anyone else, despite my very, very best intentions. I actually have a horrible habit of intending to be and promising to be in touch with people when the time is right and I can focus 100% on them. But in in my situation, there is never a good time. A few years ago, I was trying to explain to her what we were going through and she countered with, everyone is going through something. She's a super educated, incredible human. I think I might have been too sensitive, but it really hurt my feelings. I know that. Things could always be so much worse, but I didn't have the words to try to explain why my life was weighing on me. Things could be worse. They always can be, but I feel such immense guilt at being a bad friend and having dropped all the friends from my life because I'm just trying to keep my family intact. Am I a horrible friend because I can't keep up? Should I live with this guilt and just accept it? I need help trying to navigate the one or two friendships I have left. Thank you in advance for your consideration. You can make up any name you'd like for me. Okay. Well, I'm just going to make up a name that I love. really, really love. Yeah. What's your favorite name in the world? Oh, gosh. <sighs> this is why it was probably written to Duanna, too, because Duanna could have come up with a good name. Yeah. Um, God, I don't know. I'm really bad at this shit. Just give me a fucking name. What's your favorite name? I really love – I know – I don't care what, if you guys don't think – it's, I love the name Julia. <gasps> oh, I was going to say Julia. You like Juliet? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, in, let's do Juliet. I love Juliet. Yeah. I love Julia. Um, but with one T, I like I, I with one T, not E-T-T-E. Okay. Well, Juliet it yeah. is with one T. <laughs> um, doesn't this break your heart though? Oh, it just puts things into perspective and I- and So I, breaks my heart. I know. And I hate when people are going through something. You're like, oh my God, thank you for making me realize my life is great. Um, I, uh, and I say that because it's like what she's going through is just so unfair and it just makes me, anyway, I feel emotional. Um, me too. I love that Juliet is doing everything for everybody. And I also, uh, love that Juliet is making time for herself. And so I kind of want to dig into more of that because I want to make sure she really is doing that because, that's the most important thing here. That's the most important thing moving forward is that she's creating space for herself um, and yeah. to figure out what makes her happy. So does trying to rekindle an old friendship make her happy? If it doesn't, fucking do without it then, right? Like just yeah. don't – What her two questions to us were like, should she feel guilty? No. I forget what the other one is, mm-hmm. but it was also a no to me. Like yeah, you have enough to fucking deal with and this isn't like – oh, we're treating you like a pathetic person. Yeah. It's, yeah. you have a lot to fucking deal with. Uh-huh. Yes. Carve out what you want to carve out with happiness. If you only can make plans with one friend and you fucking bail on them, I, who cares? I guess that's what I'm just, I, 
who cares what anyone is thinking? Just take care of your family. And I hope you just get through this um, with the any amounts of happiness and joy that you can salvage from the situation. Um, however, if she does want to reach out to this friend who kind of, you know, said that kind of flippant, like, oh, everybody has problems and really define what is going on in your life because maybe you didn't do it properly, as she said. She said she had regrets for not actually telling her in that in that moment really what was going on. Feel free to do that. But at this point, like, you've got enough going on. I don't think you need to be, like, trying to convince someone to be your friend at this point. I I agree. I, I don't have anything to add to the convincing people to be your friends. Like, you are – Juliet, I mean, this is – wow. What – uh, uh, so, you know, all this anxiety and stress and like chaos that a lot of people have been dealing with in 2020 with the pandemic and the uncertainty. And of course, understanding that marginalized people and marginalized groups have, have been dealing with this through life. You have, uh, have been in crisis mode, mm-hmm. crisis mode. You have been in crisis mode nonstop mm-hmm. and you somehow still have all this energy to do your work and take care of your husband and play with your kids and exercise. So you're also super fit. Like, okay, <laughs> uh, you're, <laughs> you win. You're good. <laughs> yeah. You're good. I will say this though. Um, I'm glad that you said your self-care, Juliet, is your exercise time and that that is important to you and you hold yourself to it. That's great. However, you may find that self-care is going to look different for you later. We don't know. Like, I don't think we ever know. Your exercise might be always your self-care. It may always be your self-care or just part of it, though. You might find that that self-care isn't enough. And so when that happens, your friends can be Mm self-care. You know, I've been through something really crazy lately, and my friends have been the best. You know, like, and so... And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be awkward if you don't come into it when and if you're ready. And you may not be. So great. Do your workouts, have your family time. I'm not saying you have to do this. But when and if you are ready, don't go into it with any guilt. You have nothing to feel guilty about. Hmm. When you go into a situation like that with guilt, when you did nothing wrong, you automatically kind of put yourself in a disadvantaged situation. Like, you know, you've handicapped yourself, even though friendships don't have ledgers. It's, you don't, you, you shouldn't be approaching that interest. Like you shouldn't be approaching that connection with in, in like a humbled way when you don't have to be. Mm -hmm. So I think I would tweak your mindset, get rid of that guilt. And you might feel differently about how to get in touch with your friends again, but you really have to not feel guilty. There's nothing you should feel guilty about. Totally. I also think that it would be interesting to self-examine what self-care means to her. Um, Like, I think a lot of the time when we talk about self-care, we're like, yep, we got our exercise, self-care. Yep, we played with our kids, self-care, I connected. But maybe I would, like, think outside of the box uh, because it seems like the things that you are reminiscing about, like dancing and that freedom, Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe you should zone in a little bit more on that, Juliet, because I... I think that's an that might be an element of self-care that you have forgotten. So I would try to maybe lean into that. And maybe that does, as Lainey say at that point, will include a friend or friends. But I feel like maybe you should expand your views of self-care. And I know that time is limited. I understand that. But maybe 
ditch those workouts and maybe instead like go fucking take some, you know, go dance in a fucking field or something like really uh, examine what like hits you in the heart because it just seems more like a checklist and I'm not trying to judge her, but I just want her to think and expand that idea of self-care because self-care isn't just necessarily working out and having your green smoothie. It's also about like really feeling free. And mm-hmm. I think that if you can, if you can carve out those times, those limited times in your life, um, do something a little bit like off the charts, something a little bit different, um, something outside of the calendar, something outside of the regiment that you've already set so that you feel like, yeah, you know, you can get back those dancing in the th- uh, the parks mm-hmm. and and drinking mm-hmm. and all those things that she she misses. That's a good point that you picked up on that like the writing when she was describing those things that they used to do there was a longing and nostalgia mm-hmm. and it doesn't you know when we're nostalgic it doesn't mean that we wa- want to do that and that we feel like you know somehow a true sense of sadness but there is a sadness to it. Like mm-hmm. that's why nostalgia is such a weird, complicated emotion. It There is something very melancholy about nostalgia. Totally. Um, so, but yeah, our, it, it, it seems like, Sash, both of us, what we, pick, what we picked up on with this letter is the self-care, yeah. right? Like, and what it looks like, what it's going to be, um, how can it evolve and how can it be updated um, with new versions so that yeah. you are properly cared for. And let go of that structure of like what it means to be a good friend and failing a friend. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. A bullshit, yeah. especially in her situation. Like, fuck it. You definitely. Yeah. You got no time for that stuff don't, right now. Don't worry for a second more about that. Yeah. Uh, Juliet, good luck. Keep us posted. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, like what's all this working out about? Yeah. <laughs> That's wow. (laughs) Working out 50 to 60 hours a week, playing with the kids. You're amazing. Yeah. You're amazing. See, I would give up. I would sleep in. (laughs) Totally. I know you would. God. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay. Uh, next, hi, Sasha and Lainey. A few weeks ago, my best friend, W, texted me at like midnight and asked if we could talk. Not a normal thing for us since our college days, so I was immediately super worried. Added to that, I know all my friends have been avoiding talking about any major issues with me as I've been dealing with depression and anxiety and been off work for about eight months now. So I knew it had to be pretty serious. W's husband, M, had told her after watching an episode of Letter Kenny that he would be interested in having an open relationship. They have been married for about three years, together together six-ish total. It was a complete surprise to W when M mentioned this. Before they got married, she feels she'd been very clear that she wanted a monogamous relationship. They've had a lot of conversations early on in their relationship about sex, other partners, etc., as W was M's first serious, first ever, I think, relationship. 
That night, I drove out to meet her in a park, breaking isolation because I couldn't leave her alone. And we chatted, and I tried to be as supportive as possible. Really just listen and sit with her while she cried. Tell her she's amazing and totally right to stick to her line that she's not comfortable with the idea of an open relationship. We sat and talked and cried in my car for maybe two hours, and then I drove her home. They started couples counseling within a week of him asking her about an open relationship. That is ongoing and seems to be helping them. But this is all about me. Our area has recently started allowing households to expand their bubbles. So naturally, my best friend asked my partner and I if we were open to being in a bubble with her and M. We said yes. Is this going where I think it's going? No, they're not going to have some orgy if that's where you think okay. they're going. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm getting real uncomfortable. Okay. We said yes, and we've hung out as a group once, about three weeks after the initial open relationship breakdown, and then not again in person since. We have done virtual hangouts twice with a larger group. The whole time we hung out in person, I was really uncomfortable. I felt a lot of anger towards M. I tried to play it cool because I don't have a very close relationship with M to begin with. My And my partner mentioned after we had hung out that I seemed really standoffish, but I have avoided telling W how I felt while we hung out. I don't want my anger to impact the way she sees her husband because she has made the decision to work through this and I'm trying to keep being supportive. And he says he's okay with not having an open marriage if that is what she wants. I see myself avoiding her since then. I really don't want to hang out with her husband right now because I'm mad at him for really not thinking before he spoke. He just dropped it on her that he wanted to be with other people when they were trapped in their house together during a pandemic. I don't know how to talk to W about all this. She hasn't mentioned anything relationship-related in a few weeks, and no one has mentioned an in-person hangout again. How can I work through my anger at M and continue to be supportive to my best friend? Thanks so much for reading this long-ass letter, JB. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, okay. So M, during a pandemic, says to his wife, hey, so open let's, marriage. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. After well, watching an episode of Letter Kenny, do they is what <laughs> oh, uh, so random? Really random. Do, are there open marriages in Letter Kenny? I don't know. Sorry, that's um, my chair squeaking. Um, you don't know. No, I don't know. But okay, great. <laughs> well, um, JB's a little close to this. Not much mm -hmm. is going on during COVID times. I think she's a little bit too knee deep in it. I think yeah. she should back the fuck away. Mm -hmm. And um, get rid of some of her judgments mm -hmm. um, and probably just accept the fact that her best friend really wants to ride or die with her husband and mm -hmm. they're working on it. Like the end. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when you've, you've told your friend something personal about your relationship and you know that they've judged you in that second and then you realize I'm never fucking going to talk about it again. I think that's what her best friend realized. Like, oh, shit, JB is being supportive, but also now fucking hates my husband and is mad at him. I yeah. can never talk to her about this again. And that's probably where the tension was when they all hung out. Um, but I also think that JB um, is too invested in it and is all, yes, as I said, has too many judgments about it. And that's not mm -hmm. fair. Like if they decide that they want to, if her best friend's like, oh, you know what? On second thought, I watched that Letter Kenny episode too. I want to fuck a bunch of other people as well. So be it. Yeah. You know, like I, I agree. Yeah. I think right now you you are close. To, listen, I don't blame JB because like she's protective, I, which is great. I you know, if 
if that were me, I would expect you to be fucking mad at Yasik. Like, I would expect you to be like, are you – like, I would expect you to have some anger towards him. And I would. Sure. But if you told – if you were not angry at him anymore, then I would also then not be angry at him anymore. <laughs> right. I and would follow you do, your but, lead. But also what you do in that moment as a friend is you kind of – you back pocket it. And you're like, okay, because I know you would. First of all, if any of your friends came to you with the exact same scenario during a pandemic, the dude is like, hey, open marriage, you in the back of your mind, it would be a black mark on like not striking out, but a, a strike one. But secretly, I would hold that in there. Of course, secretly. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I mean. Back pocket it, put it in the back pocket, slide it into yeah. the, your back of your consciousness, like knowing, you know what? I'm not convinced that this is you know, that this won't come up again. I'm going to need to be there to support her. But the way I support her now, because you want to be a supportive friend. The end of your question, JB, was how can I be a supportive friend? You meet your friends where they are. The way she needs you to support her is by supporting her marriage, making her marriage as strong as possible. How are marriages strong? Well, Typically, like, of course, the unit itself has to be strong, but it can, it doesn't hurt to be supported by pillars, like, you know, surrounding them. And this is a very old-fashioned notion of what marriage is, but, like, all these traditions and customs of what weddings look like, you have to invite the village and the community and the family. The idea behind that is the family members support this marriage, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that way the marriage is strengthened, like, in traditional cultures and, you know, even in Western culture. But I think that what you need to do is support this marriage. The way that your friend needs your support is by supporting her marriage. So totally. this is, you did make this about you. You're actually making this about how you want to support your friend, mm-hmm. not the way your friend needs to be supported. Yes, yes. Ding, 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 ding. That's it. Um, and, that, and that's why I, I feel like her best interest here isn't how her friend is feeling. It's how that situation has made her feel, right? Yeah. That's why I'm like, you're too close to it. You are like, you're, you're not being, you're not being a supportive friend. You're just not, you're not think, thinking about it from her mm-hmm. standpoint. So like, exactly. Let her go through this counseling. Let her figure out yep. what comes of it, where they plan to be in like, yep. you know, in the next few months and just always be there to catch your friend, right? Especially when it, when they're going through something, you got to, yep. fu- you're going to pivot all the goddamn time. Moods are going to change. Decisions are going to change. Just be there for right now. I agree. I agree. Uh, Like moods, pivots, all of that. Like I I think that if you need help on how to be a supportive friend by supporting the marriage, put a lot of weight into the fact that he's agreed to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. And then it sounds like immediately he agreed. Yeah. Within a so week, yeah, that, that that's a good sign. It, it it's it sh- it should it sh- even though there you might have like he might get have one strike. It might that might be enough to cancel half of that strike. You know what I mean? Totally. Like when someone is showing up and saying, "Okay, we need help. Fine, let's go get some. I'm I'm on board." Anyway, yeah. So get over JB. Be a supportive friend by supporting your friend the way that she needs to be supported. Amen. P.S. Are your fucking periods fucked? I never realized. No, they're my, two days. Yeah. Uh, so literally a bloodbath on day two. Literally, like it's everywhere. I had to sleep with a fucking um, towel under underneath me. 
I have never done that in 41 years. And then it went away. And then now I'm like, have I stained Corey's fucking desk chair? Have you noticed that I'm like shifting? <laughs> so the last two days, I've, because my seats are white leather and yes. Yasik saw it yesterday. I had to clean blood off of the leather. <laughs> he And he saw it yesterday. He was like, oh God. And obviously like, just because anyway. So, and then yesterday I. So wait, you have it right now. I have it right now. Yeah. And then, so since I was staining the chair, I ran upstairs to change my tampon. When I pulled it out, it splashed. (laughs) I want you to know how much liquid is required to splash all over the floor. Like to the point where I. Like someone poured a cup of blood on your floor? That much? Yeah. Okay. I rolled up, I rolled up four squares of tissue paper to start and could only get uh, 30% <laughs> could only absorb 30%. And then I had to, I actually tissue paper wasn't doing it. it. There was so much that I had to get a small hand towel, one of those rags yeah. and the rags are about this big. Yeah. And even that was like, can't absorb it. It was a can of Coke but it's also, in there. It's also so alarming. Like I'm a 40, I don't know how old I am. I think I'm 41. I'm 41. And like, I'm alarmed at the amount of blood my body can produce. Like, I don't know what to do. It makes me feel frantic. And the embarrassment sets in too. I'm like, the fact that I went into bed the other night, I was like, sorry, Corey, I just have to put a towel down so (laughs) I don't stain her. Like, I'm I'm, I got a 12-year-old again that stained her white jeans. Anyway, I feel like I've probably stained his fucking chair right now because I don't know how to control my blood anymore. Okay. (laughs) I don't think you use good tampons either, but anyway- I'm like, still waiting I, for my delivery from you. Yeah, but I, I, why won't you? Clearly, you are in need of the ultra. I'm in need of ultra toxic shock syndrome, insane chemical tampons. Like, that's what I need. No, no, but I've, like, I, the size. I mean, the bullet ones. Again, it doesn't matter because I'm using, like, peace, love, eternal grooviness tampons. And they just don't do the deed either. Okay, so why can't I bring you an ultra tampon or several? I just need some tampons. Yes, I will. Fine, fine. But I'm going to give you the jumbos. Can I not have all the jumbos? (laughs) (laughs) There's just something about the jumbos that I just don't, I just can't accept yet. I'd rather change a bunch of regulars than have to look at a fucking Jumbotron tampon. I I think that's like... (laughs) I just... Let me, ha- I have to stand up. I feel, I feel like this is bad. Okay, here we go. Did you, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, but like okay. at All this right. point, okay, okay. I've, I'm c- closing my legs up so tight. <laughs> so let's fucking get going. Okay. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. Here in Vancouver, um, here in Vancouver, things are loosening up. So I've created a social bubble with 10 people. Two weeks ago, I had organized a backyard picnic and told everyone I was going to be making the food. I'm vegan, have been for more than a decade. All my friends, including those in the social bubble, know this. Oh, sorry. All my friends, including those in the social bubble, know this. My friend, let's call him Mac, brought along his live-in girlfriend. They've been dating for a year now, and while she seems totally nice, we are not close. We are not not close in a bad way, just haven't spent a lot of time getting to know each other. Anyway, it's dinner time, and I start bringing the dishes. I damn near slaved over, and Mac's girlfriend, while I'm dishing out the food, pulls food out of her purse and starts eating a meat stick. (laughs) You would totally do this. (laughs) Okay, go on. (laughs) 
She said, I hope you don't meat mind. stick anyway, but go on, go on, go on. She said, I hope you don't mind, but I'm not vegan. I'm not one of those vegans that force my views down people's throats, but I think it's disrespectful to bring meat into my house when I'm also cooking the damn meal. What do I do now? She's in my bubble, whether I like it or not. So do I take them out of my group or can I say something? So, or can I say something to her? Help V. All right. V from Vancouver is a vegan. Yeah. Um, Would you do this? Because you say, I will say that I am a vegan, except I do eat an egg every once in a while. So I don't know what that makes me, a fucking slutty vegan. Um, But you won't eat. Whenever we've talked about me making vegan food, you are like, ooh, gross. So I I feel like you would probably be the one to bring a meat stick at a vegan party. Or, um, or would you not? I, I Listen, I was right there with the meat stick until it was rem- I was reminded by this person that she was the host. Yes. Like, that is, unless you're asked to bring something, you, you can't bring partially your own meal. Like, it's so, if the host is like, come over for dinner, don't worry about anything, we got you, like, and then... Then you show up with your own food. Even if it was vegan food, I'd be insulted. Right. But right. But on the flip side, though, if I was going to a friend's house who was having like whatever, a dinner party, I would bring my own. I have done that, bring my own vegan food so that I don't like A, that I'm not going to fucking eat their meat shit, but also yeah. like, don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. I'm taking care of myself. These are my, these are my right. dietary, quote unquote, restrictions. Yeah. So- but for some reason, when you flip it the other way, I find it entirely rude and disrespectful. Like you being a vegan <laughs> is also yeah. um, like a, a political thing as well, right? It's also a political social yeah. um, vibe as well because you're trying to save yeah. the fucking goddamn planet. So it's almost like uh, I don't know what it's like, but it's just not fucking kosher to bring yeah. meat into a non-meat household. Yes. Okay, so you agree. I agree. I agree <laughs> that that was all kinds of offside. Now, though, what does V, the vegan from Vancouver, do? Don't fucking have another dinner party. Or just don't fucking well, invite them. Is It's house – just because you have a bubble doesn't mean that the bubble, the 10 people bubble always have to be the same 10 fucking people. But, okay, can we, can we not have space here for, like – letting there might be people on this pod listening to this pod who didn't know this like i don't think that a lot of people are aware that it's uh so po- like that veganism for many vegans is a political choice mm-hmm. and that it is actually like a, a moral insult mm-hmm. to bring food to bring meat into that home you don't think so people know that? i actually okay, fair. no no, I I, it, I don't think it occurs to them. Okay. Like I do, I do think, because here's why. I think that, um, I think that a lot of people associate, especially because, and this is, I'm sorry, vegans for saying this, but I think a lot of people associate veganism with food trends. Totally. And the wellness. Oh, That's right. The wellness right? space. So yeah. it's unfortunately, because again, I, I respect your choice to be a vegan. I understand why. Mm-hmm. I do think that there are, um, I think vegans have, there's one reputation that vegans have had, like, you know, that's why people joke about it. Right. And then, uh, you know what I mean, right? Like uh, that. Like a tree hugger? What do you mean? 
Yeah, like that. I think that there is a part, like partly some people associate vegans with like a preciousness of behavior. Oh, well, but that, okay, yes. Right. Whether or not that's right or wrong, that could, I'm not saying whether or not that's right or wrong. It's wrong. I'm saying that <laughs> reputation yeah. is there. Okay. It okay. exists yep. Yep. is I what agree. I'm saying. I agree. Okay. I'm not saying I have that image. I'm saying it exists. Right. People think, it, okay. people think that people who are vegan are like people who have a gluten intolerance. That's kind of how sometimes vegans are treated. Like, right. And okay. then of course, Right. And then, of course, there's like the celebrity factor, right? Like mm -hmm. how many articles have you have you seen associated with a celebrity? And like she went vegan for a month and lost this much totally. weight. Yes. Okay. So there's a lot of misinformation about veganism. And I'm glad that you said frankly, that. like veganism needs like the veganism needs PR needs, a, <laughs> you know, well, it's getting to higher. Right yes. Needs a higher to hire a publicist, a brand marketer to rebrand or at least to uh, to educate people. So my point is, is that I do not think a lot of people, some people for sure. Do I think the majority of people would actually like, boom, like think and connect the think dots. about connect? I don't. Okay. So I think that this is a an opportunity for education. Okay. Like, hey, can you guys come over in two Saturdays? But you know what? I understand your meat eater, uh, uh, Linda. Um, I don't know why I just said Linda. Like no one is called Linda these days. <laughs> but Linda, but, it is. Okay. Linda the meat uh, Linda, I don't know. But like uh, the thing is, is that I, I don't, I don't use any meat products in my house. Like I don't even, you know, whatever that is. And say that. You should be able to say it in a way that is received well and is educational without coming across as like whatever. Yeah. Or the other thing is be a little bit more passive about it, which is probably what I would do is to say, hey, Mac, you know, when your girlfriend brought out that meat stick, I really didn't like that, as you know, because it seems like Mac's been, you know, has known um, V for like the decade that she's been vegan. That's what she had said yeah. in the initial um, letter. Sure. Mac, you know I'm vegan. Like, tell your girlfriend next time that I have a dinner party that the only food that will be eaten will be the food provided by me. I mean, you can be straight up. I don't know if – I mean, listen, all options work. I, I think you can create that opportunity to talk to the girlfriend and be like, heads up, seven up. Please don't bring your meat sticks next time. You can go to Mac. You can tell him to pass on the fucking message. Or you can just keep these dinner parties a little smaller and just not ha have them over next time. I would go with my suggestion because you know what? I don't know Mac from Jack, but <laughs> yeah, but I think that I don't, I don't want to put that much trust into Mac to deliver the message the way I would want it delivered. Okay. You know, like how people say, oh yeah, V was, is having us over. Don't bring your meat sticks. She was so annoyed. Sure. So quickly, sure. you know, because sometimes okay. like my own, my husband communicates things like that to totally. me, right? Because right. he right. just right. does You're can't right. be bothered. So go directly to the source, explain, educate. This is the perfect opportunity to spread the message of veganism. Okay. Be the better PR is what you're saying. Okay, that's yes. fine. There is like a Be defensiveness. Be the vegan PR. There's a defensiveness, I think, with vegans because especially when they're with non-vegans is like, yeah, you get that like preciousness, right? Like what you just explained, yeah. which is like, oh, you're so delicate. You don't eat animals. Um, I roll, I roll, I roll. Uh, so there is like, a, for me, even there's like an instinct to be like, ah, let me fucking, 
fight this fucking meat eater, this meat stick eater. So, but you're right. I, I bow down. I say, yes, your advice is better than mine, which is create, create the space, create the opportunity to have that conversation. Great. Well, you win. On that note. Oh, well, yeah, let's end it here then. <laughs> on that note, thank you all for listening. Keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at ladygossip.com. And subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back soon. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.